0: Hello, welcome to Daily Prayer today for September 15th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Our reading for today are Psalm 15 and 147, verses 1 through 11. 1 Kings 22, 1 through 28. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 13 and Matthew 4,
1: 18-25. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 15 O Lord, who may abide in your tent, who may dwell in your holy hill, those who
0: walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander with their tongue and do no evil to their friends, nor take up a reproach against their neighbors, in whose eyes the wicked are despised, but who honor those who fear the Lord, who stand by their oath even to their hurt, who do not lend money at interest, and do not take a bribe against the innocent. Those
1: who do these things shall never be moved. Psalm 147, verses 1-11 through 11.
0: Praise the Lord! How good it is to sing praises to our God, for God is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. God gathers the outcasts of Israel. God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God determines the number of the stars. God gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. God's understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. God casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. God covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, makes grass grow on the hills. God gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. God's delight is not in the strength of the horse nor God's pleasure in the speed of a runner, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear God and those who hope
1: in God's steadfast love. 1 Kings 22,
0: 1-28 For three years, Aram and Israel continued without war. But in the third year, King Jehoshaphat of Judah came down to the king of Israel. The king of Israel said to his servants, Do you know that Ramoth-Gilead belongs to us, yet we are doing nothing to take it out of the hand of the king of Aram? He said to Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to battle at Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people are your people, my horses are your horses. But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, Inquire first of the, for the word of the Lord. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 of them, and said to them, Shall I go to battle against Ramath-Gilead, or shall I refrain? They said, Go up, for the Lord will give it into the hand of the king. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no other prophet of the Lord here of whom we may inquire? The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is still one other by whom we may inquire of the Lord, Micaiah, son of Imlah, but I hate him, for he never prophesies anything favorable about me, but only disaster. Jehoshaphat said, Let the king not say such a thing. Then the king of Israel summoned an officer and said, Bring quickly Micaiah, son of Imlah. Now the king of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah were sitting on their thrones, arrayed in their robes, at the threshing floor, at the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets were prophesying before them. Zedekiah, son of Chenanah, made for himself horns of iron, and he said, Thus says the Lord, With these you shall gore the Arameans until they are destroyed all the prophets were prophesying the same and saying go up to ramath-gilead and triumph the lord will give it into the hand of the king the messenger who had gone to summon micaiah said to him look the words of the prophets with one accord are favorable to the king let your word be like the word of them of one of them and speak favorably but micaiah said as the lord lives whatever the lord says to me that I will speak. When he had come to the king, the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to Ramach-Gilead to battle, or shall we refrain? He answered him, Go up and triumph. The Lord will give it into the hand of the king. But the king said to him, How many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then Micaiah said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains, like sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let each one go home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you that he would not prophesy anything favorable about me, but only disaster? Then Micaiah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on God's throne, with all the host of heaven standing beside God to the right and to the left of God. And the Lord said, Who will entice Ahab? so that he may go up and fall at Ramath-Gilead. Then one said one thing, and another said another, until a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord, saying, I will entice him. How, the Lord asked him. He replied, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Then the Lord said, You are to entice him, and you shall succeed. Go out and do it. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these your prophets. The Lord has decreed disaster for you. Then Zedekiah, son of Chenanah, came up to Micaiah, slapped him on the cheek, and said, Which way did the Spirit of the Lord pass from me to speak to you? Micaiah replied, You will find out on that day when you go in to hide in an inner chamber. The king of Israel then ordered, Take Micaiah and turn him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, Thus says the king, Put this fellow in prison and feed him on reduced rations of bread and water until I come in peace. Micaiah said, If you return in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me.
1: And he said, Hear, you people, all of you. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 13. When I come to you, brothers and sisters,
0: I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom but on the power of god yet among the mature we do speak wisdom though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish but we speak god's wisdom secret and hidden which god decreed before the ages for our glory none of the rulers of this age understood this for if they had They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human being knows what is truly human except the human spirit that is within? so also no one comprehends what is truly God's except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And we speak of these things in words not taught by human
1: wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual things to those who are spiritual. And from Matthew 4:18 through 25
0: As Jesus walked by the sea of Galilee he saw two brothers Simon who is called Peter and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea
1: for they were fishermen And he said to them Follow me and I will make you fish for people Immediately they
0: left their nets and followed him As he went from there he saw two other other brothers james son of zebedee and his brother john in the boat
1: with their father zebedee mending their nets and he called them immediately they left their boats and their father
0: and followed him jesus went throughout galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all the sick, those who were afflicted with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, and paralytics, and he cured them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee, the Decapolis,
1: Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, our readings for today. First one from 1 Kings,
0: kind of confusing. Um, I acknowledge that. So, we've got several different um, people. A lot of them are new to this narrative, and the one that is sort of a through line through the stories that we've seen before is not called by his name until the very end. So, we have the king of Judah. His name is Jehoshaphat. All right, so Judah, again, is is the southern kingdom. This this would be a descendant of David and Solomon, who is the king. Okay, then we have Aram. That is that other country. You might remember that um, Elijah was supposed to crown a new king of Aram, um, but he did not do so. Just an interesting side note. Then we have the king of Israel. The king of Israel is Ahab, that we've been hearing all about for the last several several days, right? Ahab, terrible, terrible king. Um, his wife is Jezebel, also pretty terrible. That sort of stuff. Okay. Then we have a bunch of prophets. Uh, he, there's a bunch of prophets for Ahab, and these could be prophets of the living God, or they, and maybe more likely, are prophets of. Other gods, uh, Baal and Ashtoreth, that sort of thing, and then we have uh, Micaiah, I believe is his name, um, who is a prophet of the living God. So Elijah and Elisha have nothing to do with this story. Um,
1: uh, Micaiah, yep. All right. So the thing, the story, right, is about there's
0: this there's this section of Aram that belongs to Israel, as far as Israel is concerned, but is now
1: currently under the control of Aram. So, um, the king of Israel in the north comes up to um, to the king of Judah.
0: Um, they use up and down because if you go to Jerusalem, it's always up. It has nothing to do with north, south, east, or west. It is, uh, it there's a higher elevation for Jerusalem. That's why it's always up. Um, so they're going to they're deciding together whether they should go and attack this particular city in order to take it over for their land. Right? These are sort of cousin countries. They're both independent countries, but they have this connection because they're both sort of countries of Israel. They are part of the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, so they're getting together. They wanted to figure out if they should do this attack, and so they say, we should talk to some prophets. So Jehoshaphat, the, the king of Judah, the southern country, Jerusalem, says, we should talk to one of the prophets, see if the Lord is with us in this. So Ahab says, sure, I've got these prophets. So it must be, anyways. they, they must be in Israel. Then I'm getting that mixed up. Um, so he says, okay, we'll talk to the prophets. And all these prophets say, everything's going to be great. You should go on and, and join this battle. God is with you. Ahab thinks that this is perfectly fine. He's heard from all these prophets. A bunch of them say that this is the way things are going to go. But Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah says, is there anybody else? Maybe we should talk to somebody else. And Ahab says, well, there's Micaiah, but Micaiah he I don't like him because he tells he says really bad stuff about me, right? <laughs> so I don't want to listen to him because he says stuff that I don't want to hear. Jehoshaphat says, well, why don't we listen to him anyways? And Micaiah comes in and says, "Yep, you're good. Totally fine. You should go. You should definitely, totally go attack that, um, that city.
1: And Ahab says, well, Tell me the truth. Tell me the real truth. And Micaiah says,
0: Okay, here's the real truth. I saw a vision of God, God in the throne room. And around God were all of these spirits. And God said, How am I going to get Ahab? to go to Ramoth-Gilead so that he will die? How can I get him to go join this battle so that he'll be gone? And one of the spirits came up and said, I will convince him by putting a false word into the mouth of all his prophets. And God said, okay, go and do it. So Micaiah says, these guys over here, all of these prophets that you're listening to, they are speaking falsehood by the word of God to trick you into going into this, um, into this battle so that you're going to die. Um, and I was really trying to get you to go to, to that as well so that you would die, right? And Ahab says, see, I told you. Every time, he always says something bad about me, right? He always said something bad's going to happen to me. You know what? Put him in prison. And we're going to go, and we're going to go ahead and attack that city, and we will show you. And so the prophet says, okay, fine, that sounds good. If you come back from that battle, then I have spoken a false word, and you should kill me anyways, because I'm supposed to be a prophet. So it's very confusing, right? Because God seems to be sending this, this spirit to either prophets of God or Um, prophets of another god in order to trick Ahab into going into this battle. And Ahab, even though he knows, even though he gets this vision of all these different things, right, goes to the battle anyways and says, ha ha, I'm going to show you. So it's really a setup for the next thing. But also we have this interesting, this really strange story about God sending Falsehood. God sending a word that is actually opposite to what God wants. Um, or, yeah, right, in, in order to sort of trick Ahab into joining in this battle. We also have the King Jehoshaphat of, of Judah, who is trying desperately to keep Ahab from, you know, diving right into this divine trap. Um, and have goes anyways. So really, it's an interesting one, right? Um, it says a lot about, you know, uh, just because you've got a lot of people who all agree on something doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right course of action. That's definitely something that we can take from this. Um, and that uh, yeah, God's ways are, are God's ways. And, and sometimes uh, they, don't, they don't always work the way that we're expecting. Then we have from 1 Corinthians, Paul is continuing to speak. And, and remember, he said that uh, God does not use sort of logic. Um, the, it's, the, the gospel is foolishness to Greeks. Um, the, the Jews who look for signs, it doesn't work for them, right? And then he, he's talking about his own coming to them in Corinth and saying, I didn't come to you with wise, learned words. I came to you in weakness. I I came, I it, what I tried to do was proclaim Christ and Christ crucified. That's all I wanted you to know about. And so that is the gospel that you need to be resting in, not all of these other things. There's a whole side issue in, in 1 Corinthians specifically, is that there are all of these other sort of what he will call super apostles who are coming in and, and asking exorbitant fees and all these sorts of things and sort of pretending that they're much bigger and better? And he's actually saying, "I'm. You should listen to me because I came to you not with those fancy words and those, you know, like rhinestone suits and that sort of thing, right? I came to you in simplicity to tell you that the true gospel. Um, so stick with that true gospel, that thing that is uh, foolishness to Greeks." Um, I think that God shows uh, strength and weakness, that God shows wisdom and foolishness. I was participating in that, and you should listen to that. Then we have in Matthew, Jesus calls the first disciples, comes to fishermen, who, again, talk about um, showing God's power through weakness and God's wisdom and foolishness. Fishermen were blue-collar workers. They are not well-respected on, you know, speaking circuits and that sort of thing, right? They, these are just like rough-and-tumble um, kind of people, right? They're everyday people. They are not learned. They are not um, probably fairly articulate. They probably don't even know how to read, right? And Jesus says, you you guys, you have skills and abilities. You are good at catching fish but i want you to catch people follow me and i'll make you fishers of people he doesn't say you already have these skills he says you have skills and abilities in a particular way i'm going to teach you how to use those skills and abilities in a different way to bring people into the kingdom of god and so they follow him and he goes from synagogue to synagogue and he proclaims the good news And we will continue to see what Jesus does after this. Now, let's gather together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. God of all mercies, we praise you that you have brought us to this new day, brightening our lives with the dawn of promise and hope in Jesus Christ.
1: Especially we thank you for ministries of discernment and governance. Those who teach and those who learn. The community of faith in your church. Reconciliation in our relationships. All gifts of healing and forgiveness. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks
0: for a new day, for the continued restoration and and rebuilding of our community, for the wonderful leaders, for volunteers,
1: for folks uh, standing up and helping one another. Merciful God, strengthen us in our prayer that we may lift up the brokenness of this
0: world for your healing and share in the saving love of Jesus Christ.
1: Especially we pray for the church in Europe. Safe, clean, and renewable energy. Those who are lonely and forgotten. Those from whom we are estranged. All who glorify you in worship and service. People of God, for what else do we pray?
0: We pray for the family and friends of James Kennedy Jr., who passed away on Friday.
1: We pray for Lori, uh, sister to Lee, one of our friends, who's in the hospital with COVID.
0: We pray for members of the church that have had damage in their houses. The Garlands, for Sandy,
1: for the Wises, for the Friedenthal's, for Margaret. For Beverly I'm sorry, not Beverly. Barbara. We pray for Diane and Henry. Um, these are sort of Diane is
0: one of the founders of the program of Hope, um, and she has some pretty major health
1: problems, and they had extensive damage in their house. We pray for Brittany, um, for Michelle, and for Sharon, teachers from the play school, who all experienced substantial damage, for Little Farms United Church of Christ, for Michelle, a friend of ours whose mother died very suddenly, and for Erica, a friend of my friend Patrick. Eternal God, you are the source of every
0: gift and the fountain of all blessing. Give us such joy in living and such peace in serving Christ that we may gratefully make use of all of your blessings and joyfully seek our risen Lord in every one we meet. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Now let's continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation,
1: but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, so
0: far as it depends on us, let us live peaceably with all. Amen.
1: Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for Daily Prayer. Join me
0: tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA, 2018 edition, and our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you for joining me. Have a blessed day